Hello and welcome everyone to episode 110 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I am your host, Jake Barros, and I am joined by none other than Brody. What's up? And Matthew. Hello. Matthew, first of all, round of applause. What a great hosting job you did last episode. I'm going to give you a little clap. Can you hear that? Yes, as I can. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, anticlimactic because it's one person (laughs) clapping, but great job, man. How was it? How did you Uh, feel? It was a bit nervous. Um, I mean, the good thing is the the stuff ups were edited out so you know oh, the, what stuff ups the, the, the people at home you yeah, know no didn't didn't up. hear the moment um Don't i'm pretty sure illusion yeah, yeah um, it was one like, seamless i like ruining the illusion the fact that like the first intro i did uh basically i didn't introduce myself as the host <laughs> that was that was funny uh so yeah no but it was good um i'd been wanting to do it for a while too which was you know it was really good, so the chance just kind of jumped up, and Drink there we go. So. I was I was actually surprised how serious you took it, considering every time we go to start a podcast, you spend at least half an hour mucking around. But you just you just turned it on, and bam! Uh, when when the, the when the time calls, you know you you got to step up. So I love it. Well, yeah. that it ju- it just means that you know maybe we can start alternating hosting and 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 whatnot too. That way, I'll get to turn it what the wiki and everything as well. So. Well, there's that, and there's also, like, maybe down the track, I'd like to, you know, maybe open up a side podcast for oh, Press Start. Wow. Maybe. Wow, man. Maybe. This is Settle down. If Settle Almighty down. Shannon allows me, so. Mate, you've hosted this, the podcast one time, and now you're talking about doing a whole other side podcast? Yeah. Gah. It's gone no, my that's head. Fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway. Um... God, that now I've actually lost my train of thought. What are we talking about? We're talking about video games. Awesome. So, what Always. we will be talking about this week is things like the new game, Hellblade, that has come out and the controversy within that, the new Metroid game, as well as something very cool from Elgato. But what I thought we might just discuss very quickly first is the fact that, yes, I was away last podcast. I was in Tokyo from some for some awesome things and one of those awesome things was actually playing Mario Kart VR. So first and foremost, did you guys know that this was a thing already? Matt <laughs> I was I was going to let you speak cuz he kind of didn't let you speak before. So. Oh, yeah, oh, that's no, that's true. fair. That's fair. It's Sorry. Very courteous. Very courteous. Yeah, well, we're all too courteous. Um yeah. yeah, I had heard it was a thing. Um and I heard that it was also only exclusive to Japan, which is a mm. bit of a shame. Hopefully, mm. it gets here eventually um, when the future arrives. But um, yeah, how was it? Like, is it as badass as it looks? Oh God, I'm choking. Um, You're choking because is- it's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm getting so excited that my tongue is, like, flailing inside my mouth and then causing me to choke. But it is very, very good. I did write an article up, so you can go to pressstart.com.au. It is up on there. Kind of, I just... I just kind of give it to you guys, all of it, my whole experience. I let everything go. But it it is really, really awesome. I was quite surprised at just how authentic it felt. You know, it, it didn't feel like just some kind of VR experience, like whack on some Mario uh, kind of a... Like a skin or something. Yeah, whack on a Mario skin and away we away we go. It Like, it legit felt you were actually in a Mario Kart game. Like, from the starting line to just, like, the environment. Like I say in the article, like, you drive through this road where there's, like, giant piranha plants kind of like, kind of eat you and you have to kind of avoid them while trying not to get shot from other players um they've got like those paragliding things when you go over jumps and the big giant blocks that try and crush you in bowser's castle like it, it it's literally so authentic and i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but like the guys the guys that actually run like it's called the vr zone in um Shin, Shin, shinjuku in japan um, the the developer that actually helps out there, uh, where where is it? God, Ben, what is it? Bandai Namco. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not they're not a thing out of, like they're not a they're not a sister company or anything with Nintendo, right? No, no, no totally separate. So like like their their logos everywhere around this place, and it's, and it's whacked on the Mario Kart stuff. So I thought, you know what, like this 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 should be okay, but it's not going to be 
as if Nintendo's made it. But honestly, you wouldn't be able to tell. You would think that Nintendo has gone, let's make a VR game and we'll give it exclusively to this to this facility. Um, was there... Um, I found... Uh, it's probably going to be different because you're actually in a cart. Mm. But I found when I've played in VR and I've played like driving games, there's like a real like dissonance, like where I get sick really quickly because my body is expecting to do something yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, like I, I think... Yeah, sitting in an actual cart, and, and once again, you can see the photos in the article, like, it's a full-blown cart that you are sitting in on, like, a rigged platform. And it would move, um, wouldn't it? And it does move. Like, people yeah. hit you, and it moves. I I couldn't really tell, like, when going around the corner, whether or not it turns slightly, but definitely when people kind of hit you, you did feel it. Um, and obviously, you're turning the, the steering wheel and all that kind of stuff. So, you, you like driving, you anticipate where you're going, Yeah, but... You know, like, you guys know the chaos that is Mario Kart. And when <laughs> when the goggles are right against your eyes and, like, things are, like, blurring in front of you and you're turning left and right and dodging things, like, yeah, you definitely get a big motion sickness. That was the one of the big things that I would, like, probably only the drawback from, from the whole experience. Like, yeah, right. yeah it's, it's, it's definitely still, like, you, you still know you're not moving and, and that kind of stuff. And as much as as much realism as they've tried to put in with the actual simulation like you you de- I definitely have to kind of sit down and be like whoa I just I just need a bit of air guys just for a little bit um yeah. but did, not enough to turn me away I did it twice so did you uh get to play any of the other games in the VR zone like the Dragon Ball Z one I did I did not play Dragon Ball Z however I did watch someone do it I've got this hilarious fo- uh video on my phone where this one one guy is uh uh, playing the game and and it teaches you how to do it like a kamehameha yeah so you know goku's standing there he's like i do this position and hold your hands like this and you know it will start to charge up and this guy's like looking at his hands and the blue energy ball ke- uh, starts coming up and he's like oh, oh my god <laughs> like he starts freaking out and then he actually fires it and um yeah he just was having the best time but just a nerdgasm Ah, uh, absolutely, and like this whole place was full of people like doing that. It was it was quite entertaining to watch. But I played a couple of games. There was like uh, a game called Wing Bicycle, where you actually got on like an exercise bike and you had to pedal to make your uh, winged bicycle kind of like go up in the air and flap your wings, and then you stop and it would decrease, and then you could like you know glide and all that kind of stuff. That, that sounds was, that sounds like exercise thinly veiled as a video game. You you know what? I thought that and I was like this is a cop out like this is just going to be like yeah ride the bike kind of thing but it was honestly probably one of the best experiences there it was actually really really well done um, right on we played a dinosaur survivor run it's kind of like you dropped into Jurassic Park your, your plane has crashed and now you have to try and escape with the other people so you're on segways riding through this um, very dark segways yeah, think like Slender Man, but instead of Slender Man around, it's like Velociraptors and T-Rexes. Um, so, you oh. have like a torch on your Segway and get a got to get around. That was... We all died. Um, and at the end, a T-Rex comes and eats you, which uh, even though I knew I was playing a game, like it felt very real. They have all these like wind machines and stuff set up around you and you can like feel the T-Rex bl- breathing on you and stuff like that. And... God, it did freak me out a little bit. But there was a ton ton there. I probably played like four, six or seven different games. So, quite enjoyable. Matt, if you're ever back in Japan, you got you to gotta hit this place up. Oh, I, I guarantee I will be back in Japan someday. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, happy that you are so enthusiastic and, ha- and you know, happy about your experience there. Um because it really is another place. Like, I mean, you mm. know, they, they go to such extents to to really, you know, provide those kind of experiences. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, you would have visited arcades and stuff while you were there too. So, yeah. Um, and seen how, how chaotic it was. But, um, <coughs> yeah, Bondi Namco, um, they, ha- they seem to have, like, a foot in everything game-related over there. Mm. Um you know, and I think that's the thing is like there's there's less of a, a sort of you know us versus them mentality with their companies, so they all kind of work together to you know provide awesome gaming experiences. Um, it's just a shame that like you weren't there for longer, you didn't actually get to experience the real life Mario Kart. 
Oh, dude. I like, don't know if you saw them around. Um, no, we no, we didn't. But the, the people I were, were with, we were kind of talking about possibly doing it. But you needed like an international driver's license or something. Yeah. And so, it was, I think it's like $1,000 a person or something like that. Too, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, definitely worth it. Look, maybe, I don't know, Shannon, week, week, don't judge. But uh, maybe you could organize all of us to go do that. Uh, Christmas yeah. party. Ha. Huh. Yeah. That sounds Thanks, like Shannon. an awesome idea. Man, Shannon, you're the greatest. Press start in Japan yeah. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think Shannon's he's coming in over satellite. Yeah, no worries, guys. That sounds good. Oh, Whoa, thanks, Shannon. Shannon. You're so generous. Man, that's so weird that he just popped in and popped out like that. He's 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 always listening. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I thought I'd ask you guys. You know what? Out of all the games that you love or that are going to come out or whatever or that you've played, what would you love to see in VR? Like, Mario Kart's a classic. Like, definitely that was great to see that come into a VR experience. Very tailored to it, yeah. Mm, what else do you reckon? Um, this is a good question. I didn't actually see this coming. Yeah, I thought I'd just throw a curveball A little at bit you. of a curve. Yeah. Um, now I'm sort of just thinking of racing games. Does it depend yeah. on um, on how in depth they make the experience, though? I mean, like it, honestly, for, it, it, it can be as your, as um, yeah, yeah, it's your imagination, dude. You know, Let for, it run wild for shooters it can be like, and stuff like that. You'd have to have either like a giant open warehouse, or you'd have to have like one of those weird moving, you know, those uh, rolling platform, platform things thing. they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want, whatever makes it work. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd be keen to see like a Pokemon. That'd be cool, like you like know, a large scale. Kind of, kind of like taking taking that you know motion capture from Pokemon Go and making it legitimate, you know. So you you yeah, walk yeah. around and everything. So that'd be cool. That's a good one. Um, I think I'd like a. Oh, I can think of it as racing games now. I'd like a <laughs> VR version of um, like Burnout's Party Crash mode. Okay, that'd be okay. that'd be cool. Like wrecking a car in VR would be pretty sweet. God, talk about motion sickness. Burnout yeah, that, game. That'd that probably be full I'd, of it. I'd pass out. I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> just like, I want to have a car accident, but I don't want to get injured. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have you ever wanted to wreck a car? <laughs> you can, but not in real life. In virtual reality. Yeah, I reckon I would go... I reckon something like Horizon Zero Dawn or something would be pretty cool in, oh, yeah. in VR. That something with a, a hunting game. element. Yeah, I don't know. Something with a bow would be sick. Lara Croft. Or even something like um, like Donkey Kong's, like, uh, you know, like the minecart levels. Something like that would be cool. Mm, 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 mm. God, mm. endless possibilities. If you are listening, definitely hit us up. Hit us up at Press Start AU. Let us know what game you would love to go see or experience in VR. Once again, whatever you need. It's your imagination. If you want... I don't know, an entire country to run, to be able to run your VR experience, then sure. I mean, you know, I'm not going to kind of police that. So <laughs> anyway, have fun. But let's move on into some other news. Now, Mario Kart, slightly kind of easy game. You get the concept right. However, a game has recently just come out, Hellblade, and they haven't made it as easy as everyone was expecting. Now, what has kind of happened with this? And uh, I will say now, this could contain spoilers. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, uh, probably skip ahead and uh, see if we're still talking about Howlblade or not. But here we go. Spoilers. I'm saying it again. Spoilers. Here we go. Early on in Howlblade, there's a fight that is impossible to win. Basically, is it Senua, the protagonist, ends up with her arms covered in black material. The more you die, the higher up your body this material reaches. If it hits your head, you basically have to start the game again, right from the start. It does delete your save, and there's no way around it at all. The developers make it very clear from the get-go of the game that this is going to happen. There's actually screenshots that read, uh, if the rot reaches Senua's, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name, uh, Senua's head, her quest is over, the dark rot will grow each time you fail, and all progress will be lost. Matthew, is this is this too much? Is permadeath in a game just just too challenging especially when uh this particular level that it talks about is quite hard to get past 
No, you know what? I reckon. I reckon it's cool. I reckon it's it's something that uh, it's like it's new. It's different. You know, like it's something we haven't seen in gaming. Uh, I don't think ever. Mm, um, it's true. So I know I reckon I reckon it's an awesome idea because it, it it forces you to be like you know like in in Dark Souls and you know Bloodborne and everything. Eventually, you get used to the fact that you're dying because it's difficult, and sometimes you take certain liberties. Is like you will. Uh, You'll hit a level or you'll hit a section of the game where you will die several times to work out how to get through a specific area. Um, mm. You know, you're basically putting your character on the line. It's, like, it's been the same since, like, Mario. is like, you know, people will try and do speed runs and they'll bolt through the level and they'll find out where all the all the uh, Cooper shells are and, the you know, the drops and everything. And they're basically, like, they're using their character as, you know... As a test subject, um, I think that you know if your character keeps dying and it keeps building up, then that's you know that's a reason to take care of you know what you're doing and actually yeah, true. you know focus on playing the game rather than um, you know playing the tactics in the game, um, and it forces you to think and stop and and you know pay attention. So I reckon no, I reckon it's a good idea. Yeah, it's definitely. Um it definitely really, I guess, uh, emphasizes the the desperation you feel in some games. Like, you know, there's there's definitely RPG games and everything like that where, you know, you're fighting a, a boss and you're like, Oh god, oh god, my my health is on like five percent. Come on, I gotta I gotta kinda heal myself or roll, 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 dodge, 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 get somewhere where I can quickly just have a breath and, and figure out what to do. But this is a whole nother level. If you know that I don't even know. I don't know where this is in the game. I don't know if it's like fifteen percent into it or like fifty percent. But like, imagine just having that in the back of your head. If I die one more time, I literally have to start this entire game again. Like, that is that is brutal. I don't know. Like, Brody, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's too much? No, I'm I'm in agreement with Matt. I think it's a it's a pretty cool new sort of concept. And um, I think because the game is tied really heavily into the themes of um like mental health and like the character's psychosis and stuff like that so i'm sure it t- i'm sure it ties into that narratively and from what i've heard it's not exactly a long game uh it's like about six hours or something like that yeah. so getting say halfway through that and having to start it again might not be the end of the world and obviously you'll learn everything you'll learn things from each failure and such so um because uh, i haven't started playing it yet i'm gonna start playing it after we finish here Um, so I'm assuming it's going to sort of tie in like that. And it's like Matt says, it's going to force you to sort of take care of the character, um, and sort of, you know, help her battle her demons. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's good. I don't know if all games should do it, but I think this one, it sort of, uh, it makes it work. Imagine if the, like, imagine if permadeath was in like just every single game that we ever played like something as simple like like pokemon or something and you get to the elite four and then like you just die and you're like well shit yeah you start back in pallet town when like choosing your first pokemon oh my god that would be the worst people actually do um i think it's the nuzlocke challenge yeah um which actually guys you got to get rid of it yeah if a pokemon faints it basically means that you cannot use that pokemon anymore Mm. Um, you know, and people have done it to increase the difficulty and and change up, you know, how they play how they play the game. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I I think it's a like it's a it's a good thing to think about, you know, in in terms of you know certain games. I mean, like if you go back years ago, you know, you'd play games where if you died. Like, if you ran out of lives and got a game over, the whole game you'd have to start again. Um, yeah. And that's essentially know, what Hellblade is. Like, you basically got a set yeah, amount of lives. It was, pre- it, was, it was before quick saves and auto saves and this and that and everything else. And games were a lot more brutal. I mean, like, you know, again, the original Mario was like, yes, you had lives, but eventually if you ran out of those lives, you had to start the game again. Um, you know, Donkey Kong the the good old uh, tower climbing Donkey Kong 
the yeah the arcade original it's like you know you play through that and if you if you lose all your lives then you go all the way back to the you know the start of the tower um and i think it's almost a lost art in video games in that you know it makes you sort of start considering your every move rather than just going nuts and you know going crazy and playing through things Mm. um and i i i I think it's a like personally i think it's a welcome inclusion because it means that uh you know you you take a bit more time to enjoy the game and you take a bit more time to pay attention to things um and a lot of games these days feel like they're marketed more towards a shorter attention span um I mean, like, I, I certainly know that when I play games like Battlefield or Call of Duty, I'm running around trying to shoot people, not worrying at it, about a kill-death ratio. But if yeah. they increase the time limit or, you know, even, even like, in, the, in, in sort of Counter-Strike matches where you're playing against another team, if you die, you don't respawn. You know, you've got to wait till the end of the match. Um, it's that kind of thing that I think gets people more involved in the game and makes them, you know, sort of up their skill and try and take a bit longer rather than just rushing through and, you know, dying and then respawning and starting again. So, mm. yeah. yeah. That's true. It would... um, I think it would be a really good feature for... Especially developers of, like, survival games in a way. Like, I'd, I'd love... Like, even the next, like, say, Tomb Raider, for that to be a thing for permadeath to be in there where it is you know this game based on you know most of the time lara croft surviving some kind of you know crash or she's deserted on an island or you know in the extreme kind of weather conditions where that would make sense um Mm. you know and i think that like you're saying matt like that yeah that would definitely add much more of a i guess um strategic kind of play it's not just kind of like yeah run through uh yep cool so i couldn't go that way i'll just die and i'll try it another way like you've got to from the get-go really be quite strategic and plan out your play and i think i think definitely for uh, survival games and definitely really well driven games like say uh, in terms of story like uh like tomb raider like that would just connect you even more to that uh, protagonist i feel and I think that would be quite a quite a good inclusion. I mean, like even just hearing this about Hellblade, I it makes me want to give it a try just because I'm like, that's like that's cool. That's a that's a really cool way to kind of play a game with having that in mind. Um, and it would be interesting to see exactly where it pops up in the game as well. But well, based on the article, it sounds like it happens near the start. Like there's a battle you can't win, so it establishes the uh, the, the mechanic thing. very early. Yeah, interesting. God, so that means it you know stays it's always there it's always there you could be finished like 95% of the game and then die too many times and well gotta go again but I mean Uh, like you're saying Brody like it is 6 hours like it's not I guess not too bad and and I do wonder how much combat the game has like I haven't seen too much about it but from what I've seen it looks like um like it's equal parts like real narratively driven Mm. scenes with like uh and then there's like a lot of puzzles yeah, so it might be like a third 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 sort of split and um like it might not be like dark souls at all like where it's just balls to the wall trying to survive and stuff <laughs> like that well i wonder i wonder since it is quite short maybe that's like that's why it's in there because they're like well you will die multiple times you will be playing this game from the start quite a few times where mm. you know that six hours from start to finish actually becomes like 30 hours or something like that so. yeah i'm really keen to play it i really yeah, i back too. ninja theory their, their games are really good mm, mm. enslaved it's so good i've never played that it's really good um, i think i definitely will be having a look a lot closer at their catalog after after this one yeah they, they did the uh the devil may cry reboot oh yeah true still haven't played those games but that makes sense yeah well uh let's talk about another game um you know that is quite quite uh not controversial but uh very anticipated at the moment and that is the new metroid game matt you are quite a big fan aren't you of metroid isn't this like your jam uh no 
No, okay. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm interested. Split. I'm interested, but it's not like I'm. I'm not a huge Metroid a- fan. And who's the big Metroid fan? James. James. Right. Yeah. Um. I. I like. I. I do like it, but the. Um. And like. You know. To be fair, the the game that's coming out for the 3DS uh, is closer to one I do like because I did like the classics on the Super Nintendo mm. and the original Nintendo. So. For the you know, in that regard, that's really cool that you know they've they've kind of gone back to this, you know, style of Metroid. Because um, I did I did spend countless hours playing uh, Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. So, um, and I am I am keen, and it's good to see them. Like it's it's good and amazing to see that Nintendo is still really supporting the 3DS. Um, yeah. you know, even with the switch heavily into swing, I mean, like last, last time we were talking about Splatoon and everything and how it's kind of taken, you know, the world by storm. Um, but you know, the, the fact that Nintendo, like this, this is a credit to Nintendo is when, it, when a good selling console, uh, is at the end of its life, they still support it right to the very end. They don't sort of jump ship. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you know, you look at the Wii U, and there is literally nothing. I don't like. I've, I'm pretty sure they've stopped production of the console itself, um, as far as I'm aware. But um, you know, like that's that's kind of just that's gone. That's that's a that's an afterthought. But you know, a lot of people still own 3DSs, so the fact that you know they're not only paying a bit of fan service by bringing back Metroid and even bringing back that awesome looking console. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was about to about to say. Like like you're saying, it's it's great that they're still supporting it, and they're supporting it to the fact that they are bringing out an entirely new kind of summer edition of the 3DS XL. So it's got a really sweet kind of orange and yellow uh, vibe to it. Orange on top with a nice kind of uh, uh, picture there of uh, Metroid and then uh, Samus Samus. in the suit. Um, Samus. God, don't don't be one of those people. Sorry, I, you know, guys, it's just but my what if, Queensland what if, accent. What if, uh, you know, Zelda was a girl? What do you mean? What, you like, know, like you, you're one of those people. I was like, oh, you know, oh, the main character please. is Metroid. I, what if I, Zelda yeah. was a girl? Okay, sorry, Metroid, Metroid's like the, the, sorry, the bad guys. thing apparently. God, Metroid, yeah, okay. Metroid is the enemy. Metroid yes, is the alien. Okay. Semantics. God. Semantics. You know what? Just shush both of you. Okay, I'm, I'm doing a great I'm, job here. I'm sticking up for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Silly Matt. Yeah, take that. I care. Anyway, it's just video um, games. Don't say that, Brody. Sorry. This is our livelihood. Jesus, um, Matt. This, this console does release on September 15th, so it's a month away. It looks very cool. Um, so, we still don't know, know if it's coming here yet, though, do we? Yeah, we. It was it announced is? by Nintendo yeah. Australia. No way. Oh, right. It's it's currently confirmed for America and unclear if it makes its way to Australia at this stage. This was written on the. It, this was written yesterday. Yeah, and it could have Nintendo changed. Nintendo announced it uh, today on the ninth that it was coming to EB Games okay. Australia. Do you stand by that enough for this to go to air and people be like? Oh, Matt, I, th- you I think correct. I did read that actually. I think we, I read uh, this before on Twitter. We posted it on our site, so did yeah, it? I do stand by that. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just checking, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to say things, and then people. I know you like people fighting you on your Twitter, but I want them to be fighting you where you know. But they don't you, fight. You they don't the fight me, so you know I've got nothing to oh. worry about. Oh, so this it's is uh, actually you trying? It is. To it's a, it's coming out the sixteenth here, and it's going to be two hundred and fifteen dollars. Uh, two hundred and fifty dollars, I should say. Not. Yeah. Not bad. Like this is my thing, though, right? With, with like, the game, I believe. I yeah, think. Like, is I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> God, we're if saying any, a lot of things on here. We don't. We're not. If sure it's about. if it's normal Nintendo, they'll release the console, but not with the game. This is this is my thing, right? Like because they now do have the Switch, and it does not include the game. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Two fifty. They now have the Switch, and they're also still supporting the three DS. Like, are are we eventually going to see the three DS fade out? Like I thought when they released the Switch, they were like, no, like the three DS will still stand on its own and still be a thing like how, how how do they even like manage like cool we're gonna bring metroid out on 3ds but not on switch whereas like it would be great on switch as well so it's well, like well they're, they're doing a separate metroid game for switch 
and I think this is more fan service for old fans of the series because it's a reimagining of the sequel essentially it's also Mm. it's also a matter of again they know a lot of people own the 3ds and they know a lot of people still haven't got their hands on the switch uh and they don't want to alienate their all you know their their fans that still own a 3ds and haven't made the jump um but at the same time like you know like you look at the switch's release catalog and they've still got huge name games coming out um, you look at the 3DS's catalog and they've got a couple of, you know, good, na- good games coming out, but you know, they don't, they don't want to just kill it off. I mean, if they, if they suddenly drop it and go, now nah, we're moving everything to switch, you'd see a big backlash because not everyone's going to go out and buy a switch if they own a 3DS. So, well, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily mean switch it over, but like, you know, making, making one for switch, making or making them both for both platforms. Like, you know, like we kind of saw with, you know, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 in a in a sense. We all knew that PlayStation 3 would somewhat at some point stop with the games, but I I just find it interesting cuz they have they had said that, you know, the 3DS will still be a thing. So it's just yeah, I don't know. It's it's quite a, just an interesting intriguing co- uh, topic that came out of nowhere. Um, speaking of speaking of keeping consoles alive though. Yeah. Good on Atlas for because uh, they just re they announced they're uh, bringing out two new Persona dancing games. Good on okay. them for releasing them on the Vita as well. Nice, yeah, yeah. Breathing Keep. a little bit of life back into that. Not, yeah, until we get the Vita too. Um, oh well, that's that's coming, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. Um, but getting getting back on track, Metroid. Summer's Return on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, Shannon actually had the opportunity to play this game already, and he had just got a wonderful article if you are interested in getting this. It's eight things I uh, realized whilst playing Metroid Summer's Returns. Um, (laughs) It's... uh, it's it's quite a well written article. You know he's got the the headlines there. So to briefly read through those, it is a reimagining. It is not a remaster. The three D feature of the three DS is actually stunning for this game. It's still bloody hard. So don't think that they're gonna go uh, lightly on you. Who knows? They might have a permadeath in there like Hellblade. Uh, <laughs> you'll get lost quite a bit as well. Even though you have your mini map, it's still a bit of a maze. Uh, the new powers make the game accessible. Don't know what that means, but you're going to have to go read the article to find out. And there is a lot more in there with some really cool screenshots and everything too. So if you are definitely interested in this game, you need to go read that because it's going to tell you everything you need to know. There probably is a permadeath mode, but it's locked behind amiibos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What kind of amiibo would have the permadeath? Like a, a dead uh, summers? A Metroid one. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You mean... I know there are three coming and, and things are locked behind them. I know hard mode is. Right. And a, f- and a few other things, but I'm not too sure. I haven't actually looked into it. And you mean like Metroid, like an amiibo of like the suit, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Shut I mean. Shut up. Yeah, okay. I got you. That's just to cover up what I did before. Hook, lawn, and sinker. Anyway, um, anything else you guys want to say about Metroid at all? Just no, I've sort of been vamping because I've got no interest. Welcome back, yeah. Samus. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. Congratulations. Good um, work. You Good know work, that. Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God, that one. things got awkward. Anyway, let's move on. The really cool bit of news that I think has come out quite recently, and you might have to rem- uh, remind me, Brody, I don't know when we started talking about this. For listeners, to give you a backlog, we would, when was it, Brody? Was it this morning or yesterday we were talking? Because Camilla was like, I've started Twitch streaming. Was that this morning? Last night, I think. Last night. But then it carried on into this morning. Right. And we were talking about like internet connections and gear and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh, it yep. just so happens that Algato <laughs> actually released something today or announced that they released something today. And it is yeah. their Camlink and their green screen. It's making streaming way easier than before. So, earlier this year, they released a stream deck, which was that little kind of, I guess, HUD that you could, uh, I guess, what is it, configure. So, each button could be a, a certain, like, player screen or pop-up or a kind of a audience interaction, which is quite cool. But today, they've actually announced the two new products. So, the Cam Link will allow you to basically use any DSLR or GoPro to create a 
broadcast quality picture of yourself while streaming. So instead of having to go out and get a webcam, if you're already doing like YouTube videos or you already have a GoPro or something like that, you can actually utilize your camera, DSLR or GoPro at home already. Like this is a massive one. I've been trying to do this for years and find like software that would actually allow me just to plug like my DSLR in the USB port. And I'm sure Matt, like you're the same. You're a you're a film guy as well. Is that does that excite you, the Cam Link, to know that that there's something like that that out there now? Yeah, it's um, in in all honesty, like yeah, that I'd, I'd say that's the one. That's the biggest thing holding like me back personally from doing like streaming kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, having said that, like I, I personally, like if I was to stream, I would rather stream and talk and not have to be on camera because I know there are a couple of streams. There's a couple of streams that I follow, especially too, that, um, you can hear the person, but you don't see them, you know, you just see the, the game in full screen. But I mean, for a lot of people who are wanting to get into, uh, streaming who don't have like access to either the equipment or even the funds to buy equipment um it opens it up and i think it's it's a good thing because streaming streaming is like you know kind of one of the ways of the future um and it it just allows yeah it allows more people to kind of to get involved and to you know realize a passion that you know they may not be able to realize without sort of you know the the necessities and the necessary equipment so yeah yeah and i mean i i think like i mean it might just be the people that i hang around with but majority of people i know either have like a gopro or like a, a handy cam or a dslr or something like that and yeah it is quite frustrating like i know when i've gone to kind of test out streaming and see what I can do like even just testing it out I don't know if it's something that I want to kind of do continuously and that's hard to kind of really engage and and try out when it's like well I need to buy a mic which I have but like oh well I need to buy a webcam if I want to test out you know that feature of me being on and I need this and I need that and like uh, normally a, a camera is always the biggest thing like to get a good quality webcam you know you're already looking at what three to five hundred dollars at least for a good one for a, yeah right? for a decent high def one you know in, anywhere between 150 to 500 so mm. i mean does something like this kind of entice you brody i know you you know in our chats you're like i am quite interested in in getting involved do you have a camera lying around already a gopro or something that you're like yes this is gonna no. make life easier no i don't actually but um Damn. I just, yeah, I just think Elgato, if that's how you say it, I just yeah. like, they're just killing it in terms of making it like really accessible for people who don't really know about, uh, like, I don't know anything about cameras and I don't know anything about tech and setting mm. up streams and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like they're um sort of paving the way and making it like really accessible for someone like me yeah. to um to perhaps to, like dip the toe in and see what it's like. But um I just wonder if we're going to hit like a critical mass where like Everyone's no one's playing games and everyone's just streaming like we're gonna tip over to a point where there's more streamers <laughs> than people to like yeah i don't know possibly but who knows we might see a whole new kind of style of of streaming like a lot of the people i now i guess now like they are very hosty in a way and they do um you know, yeah. they play the game but they're trying to be quite entertaining at the same time whether that be just with their reactions or they're actually kind of asking their audience questions like you know, if mm. everyone starts streaming, maybe it's just, you know, kind of watching a bunch of people play couch co-ops or something in the same yeah. room and it's just them and you're, it's like the big brother house. You're kind of just watching them do their thing. Like, Yeah. I mean, I either watch someone because they're funny or I watch them because they're just elite at what they're playing. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely sort of... Because like, I literally... I asked Camilla this morning, I'm like, where'd you get your green screen? And then yeah. this news just popped out and I was like, right. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, the, the green screen is the other thing that they have released. It's it's quite a, uh, a quite an easy... And, yeah, it's uh, just like a pop-up. Yeah, it's like a pop-up little screen. What do you call those things, Matt? I feel like you would know. Like... Like what is like, you know? Okay, I'm gonna describe it for everyone. You know how you have those like pop up signs where down the bottom it's like kind of that tubing, and then you kind of pull it up, and it 
at the back of it it has like the stand to hold it all straight it's a green screen like that basically it allows you to have a wrinkle free which is quite important when doing green screen stuff uh, as well as it does easily compact back into its shell which means it's quite quite great for those smaller spaces if you are streaming say in a bedroom or if you're like you in and you literally have like a meter of space between your desk and your bed that would be something perfect for him but I kind of saw all this stuff come out and I was like it's it's so obvious now that like Elgato should be basically like giving I guess their their customers like everything they need to stream they've got the capture cards they've got this cam link and the green screen now I wouldn't be surprised if we then start seeing things like lighting or or mic stands and they go the full full flog and and give us the entire kind of studio studio kind of equipment that that we need do you reckon that's kind of the next the next stage we might see from them matt uh as a as a consumer base like it's an untapped market i mean you look at you look at a lot of streaming stuff even talking to you and and all that i mean uh a lot of streamers are either trying to save costs by buying really cheap equipment uh from ebay which you know is either like unreliable because it's cheaply manufactured or could end up being dangerous because again it's cheaply manufactured mm. um or or they're looking at sort of like homebrew ways to you know to set themselves yeah. up so like you know buying a lamp that will you know cast a, a a light in a certain way and whatever you know so it's they're getting creative but i mean like as a at a consumer level uh film equipment and stuff like that is not cheap um, no. You know, you, you've got to go to specialist places, uh, you know, to get decent equipment or go to, like, photography places. And, you know, again, this comes back to what I was saying is, like, you know, it's quite an expensive, quite an expensive hobby to, you know, and a thing to do. Um, and, I mean, if Elgato can capture, you know, the the general consumer market and keep the prices low... Uh, it offers, yeah, as you know, it, it offers sort of a better option for the general streamer rather than going and buying, you know, film grade equipment uh, to, you know, to do this streaming. I mean, like most of the time, all you need is the green screen and the lights and the camera. Um, yeah. You know, so like, I mean, a lot of people have gotten by with going and buying green fabric from a fabric store, you know, and mm. and learning how to chroma key it out in the you know in the streaming process and you know in all honesty if if this hadn't have been released uh it's probably what i would have done um <laughs> but yeah you know like and and with lighting and stuff you know if yeah if elgato it's a, it's it's a good market for elgato to capture um and i can see i can I'm see a pump. place for it and i can see it expanding <laughs> out i can even see other companies you know wanting a piece of it too because yeah. they know that you know it'll start making them a little bit of money so well yeah i mean these uh these products are set to release i i will say in the us on august 18th it is uh, 129 dollars us and 149 dollars us uh in the article it doesn't actually state what's what but i'm I'm guessing it's relative um but don't quote me on that check it out on obviously algato's uh website we are still though waiting for the australian details so I, i think there's definitely a few of us here fingers crossed that it does come out and we don't have to you know purchase it there and get it shipped over or or whatever it may be Uh, but stay tuned if we do find out the information obviously we will tell you all on pressstart.com.au but boys shall we finish off this podcast with what the wiki yeah boys i've got to reclaim my lead i think i don't know who's keeping score it was brody won last week against seamus was it not yep and yeah. I think you guys said that you were then both 3-3 three, because, three, Matt, you won the week before that. Was that correct then? There's a possibility, but I, I don't know. Like I feel like uh, at the end of that cast, you were like 3-3 three, three with Seamus and Steven on like one or something, right? Maybe. We'll, that. we'll have to go through and have a look. God, shotgun, not that job. Hey, Ewan, uh, while you're in uh, overseas, <laughs> can you, uh, you know, just go yeah, back man. over the cast and... Tweet since, at us, since or you're slacking off and not doing podcast stuff, you can at least count the count the tally. Or for those of you playing at home, if you'd like to, <sighs> you know, send us in a 
Yeah. Who, who's the one mega fan that keeps a spreadsheet? Oh, yes. Yeah. One of you guys listening could be the 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 gamekeeper, the scorekeeper. Ooh. Oh, that's that's cool. Tweet us at pressstartau. Let us know if that's you want to be that person. Let us know what the score is because how we obviously don't know. But uh, let's get someone else one more point today with What The Wiki. If you haven't heard this before, it is the podcast game show here on the Startcast where myself will read out something. Today, we are going with this new kind of, uh, I guess, twist on this game. Normally, we would read out a game and the guys have to guess what game that is. But we have switched over to game characters and we are going to continue that today. So, the guys will need to guess what game character I am talking about the first one to two will take out the round for this podcast now boys i was saying before the podcast i am slightly changing it up once again so we are doing gaming characters however the website that i have found these characters on it has been they're they're in a list it's like top 10 or whatever it may be but i'm not going to be reading out a description i am going to be reading out the uh the caption of why people have voted for this this character It's not going to be like, hey, this character from PlayStation that was released in 1992. No, it's going to be everyday people describing this character and why they love them and why they voted for them. How does that sound? Sounds interesting. Oh, you know me. I'm trying to make everything interesting here. (laughs) Trying to fire it right up. Ah, you you get it. Okay. Are we ready? Matthew, are you ready? Yeah. Brody, are you ready? Yeah. Okie dokie. Here we go. The first character. Oh, God. You guys are going to have to be quick on this one. <laughs> He's a pink puffball. Matt. He Brody. <laughs> I heard Matt first. Uh, is it Kirby? It is Kirby. Well yes. done. God. Look look at this. We're just fast, 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 fast. It was either <laughs> that or Jigglypuff, so. Oh, yeah. Good. I didn't actually think of that. Um, okie dokie, one point to Matt, first to two, like I was saying, here we go, again. <gasps> this character is nice and generous and has a heart, and one of the other characters in the game helps him become better than his brother. The character is very caring, and I hope he has a kid one day, and he's, he saved another character from the enemy. Yes, what? <laughs> he risked himself to help this character, and it's a girl character. Um, you know, you should give him credit, and the girl character should bake him a cake. He saved her anyway, so that's what he should do. She should do. Anything yet, guys, or should I keep reading? You've absolutely lost me. You might want to ah. keep reading. Okay, okie dokie. God, there's a good clue down the bottom here that I'll, I'll read out if you guys want. Uh, this character might play second fiddle in almost every Brody. single... Oh, yeah, Brody. Oh, no, maybe not. Is it Luigi? Oh, Brody. It is no. Luigi. Well done. Noise. What was yeah, with that what? opening sentence? That was the uh, biggest it says, load of... It's, dude, it sounds it, like it was written by, like, an I, eight-year-old. This is the caption. Luigi is a nice and generous... Uh, it's nice and generous and has a heart... And Daisy helps him become better than Mario. Luigi is very oh, caring, Daisy. and I hope he has a kid one day. I couldn't say Daisy, because, I mean... Yeah, I, I hope he has a kid one day. Like, yeah. where, where's that come from? That's so I random. I don't know, guys. Like, it's just... Uh, Fan fiction. I hope he has a kid one day. Okie dokie. One to Matt, one to Brody. This is the final round. Are you boys ready? Yeah, yes. boy. Here we go. She's like Master Chief, except that she extinguishes two... Brody. Brody. Is it Samus? It is Samus. Well done, Brody. He, as far as we know, takes the lead, but obviously the gamekeeper, one of you guys listening, please let us know if that's actual fact. The one true gamekeeper. No, Um, Brody. But for now, I'm going to say Brody is is in the lead. Matt behind. Seamus and Steven, I think, are the other ones that have played... This season, I don't, I don't even know who's playing. Look, look, boys, it's a it's a two horse race at this point. We know that. Well, this well, I mean, if the podcast is keep going to be us three, like then <laughs> it's really it's pretty just much between it. you two, unless Matt jumps into hosting and then I get to play sometimes. Um, but well done, man. You should be you should be proud. Matthew seems a bit upset 
that you've won this round. No, I, th- I think we can be happy for each other. No, I was happy for was, him last That week. was a good one because that was a, you know, you, you did well. You, you Wait, did I say I was happy for him last week? That can't I, be right because I won I last know. week too. Huh. Yeah, but that doesn't count because I was hosting, so... It still counts. That's a point exactly on the board, big fella. I can't exactly win against you if I'm hosting. Unless There's I, still a point on the board, big unless fella. Unless I go back and disqualify you from that game. <laughs> I don't think you can. You can't do that retroactively. You're not the host anymore. Yeah, plus we've we've nominated that there should be a gamekeeper out there, so all power uh, has been taken Falls away. Falls to the gamekeeper. Yeah, this, this Jeez, I true. hope they don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I didn't even think about that. It's much. It's more about a personality win than anything, too. So That's right. you guys have to have to be nice. Maybe, Matt, no more fighting on Twitter if you want the gamekeeper to, to like you enough to make the call. You can't change who you are. Yeah, maybe maybe I, will, I will fight you guys for the gamekeeper instead yeah okay hmm. maybe, maybe you should just think about not fighting too many people that might be a good new I must fight everyone in anyway let's uh let's end this podcast before matt can actually instigate a fight so thank you for listening to episode 110 of the start cast subscribe to any podcast service of your choice we are pretty sure on podbean we are definitely on itunes and definitely podcast one as well so hit us up on any of those or one that we haven't listed let us know if we are on that one too so that would be nice we can just add this whole list of things that we're on and that you can put us in your ears and listen to uh, you can also join the conversation uh, at Press Start AU or on any of our socials, being Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, I think we're on. What else is have I, YouTube we're on? Just all of them. Um, as well as hashtagging the Startcast 2. Uh, be sure to read any of the articles we have talked about today at pressstart.com.au. That is where we do all the greatest stuff, so be sure to visit that regularly to be in the know. I have been your host, Jake Barras. You can follow me on my socials, my Instagram, and my Twitter, at underscore Jake Barras. And joining me today was the wonderful Brody. Thank you. Um, You can follow me on anything worth following me on at Brody underscore DG. Thank you. And we have also been joined by another other than Matthew. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MVZamari, or you can follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ, where I'm still living in the past and posting pictures of my Japan trip. So oh, that reminds me. I've got to post. I got I got a photo from Japan I got to post tonight. So just, that, just one? Well, I got, I've got like 12 or something all up, but this is one of the 12. I'm not going to just... I'm not one of those people that just post it all at once and then your whole feeds are full of my photos. Just just post one a, a day until you catch up. Yeah. Wish I had a Japan picture to put up. Well, maybe Dude, you should you're go going to Japan. At, you're, are, are you not, you're going to Amsterdam soon for Gamescom. Germany. Germany. Oh, I <coughs> why do I keep saying Amsterdam for some reason? Maybe and that's I know where you want to go. Maybe. <laughs> but um, that would be fun. That you'll be on... You'll be on next week's podcast, and then the week after that is Gamescom, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'll see how I go. I might take my microphone, and if the time zones sync Ooh. up, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll satellite in. Yeah, well, I was saying that you and I think is Medi going to Gamescom as well. I think you might be. Yeah, but you guys should, like record some some little some little bits. We can play it on that <laughs> the the some, next some, podcast when you guys some get little back. aside. We can do things like, ah, Brody can be like, ah, there was this time at Gamescom where this hilarious thing happened. Listen to it right now. And then, like, we'll drop it in. And we can kind of, we can have the tweakly sound effects, like we're going back in time and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly how I imagined it, too. Yeah, nice. It will be, um, it will be quite fun. We'll see how we go, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's two weeks away, so we're really planning forward. Let's at (laughs) least get to next week. So, guys, until then, have a fabulous time gaming, and like always, uh, we will see you in the next podcast. See you later, guys. Woo! Bye-bye.